Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This episode is brought to you by City Index. You shouldn't have to pay a premium for the most exciting market opportunities. Start trading the biggest companies for less with City Index's commission-free U.S. share CFDs. Go long or short with $0 commission on Apple, Amazon and our full range of US markets both in and out of hours. Visit cityindex.com to try a risk-free demo account today. City Index, invested in your success. All trading involves risk. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. You are listening to the COB podcast from Ausbiz. I'm your host, David Scott. It's September the 21st. I'm joined today by Kyle Rodder. Uh, Kyle, uh, in one word, ugly. Uh, <laughs> very ugly session. And uh, kind of almost out of nowhere, but obviously a few people are pretty nervous about what the Federal Reserve may go and dish up come about uh, 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Yeah, I reckon. And uh, old Vlad will be talking about an hour before that, as we were talking about a little bit earlier. So, you don't want to get in uh, front of those particular events, but I mean, you can see that the last three days, it's been exactly the same um, in every session. The, the market p- picks a direction in the first half an hour and flatlines for the rest of the day. No one really wants to make any kind of uh, big decisions before the Fed. And uh, you know, as we've been saying the last few days, we're not going to be able to react to it until Friday. So uh, it's going to be fascinating how everything sort of uh, pans out over the next 24 hours. Yeah, this fake Friday bit of an everyone's kind of like not really sure whether it's the weekend or not. Of course, it is the weekend if you're in Melbourne, lucky enough. But uh, yeah, yes. not everyone gets that uh, going to say that. And maybe that also explains the, uh, the reluctance to go and hold on your wrist. The fact that you know, not only have you got that big weekend for Australia's second largest capital city, but then at the same time, you also have school holidays as well. So maybe that's also another factor playing into things at this point of time. But just looking across the market map, it just looks like the surface of Mars with the occasional uh, no green spot at the moment. I can see Telstra had a pretty decent day. It was up 1.5%. Uh, also, some of the, uh, the cold stocks continue to go and rally on the back of those gains we've seen in recent days. Also, uh, Pilbara Minerals, I think it was, uh, now had a decent one uh, coming out of an auction uh, for sputamine. And uh, it's uh, one of the uh, rare bright spots in the material space. It was down more broadly than materials. 2.6%. That's completely reversing yesterday's uh, <laughs> gain. So, yeah, uh, up up by the, uh, the ladder and down by the snake, as the, as the game says. Yeah, no, it's true. it certainly was. Uh, I mean, iron ore prices, I think, were back uh, below $100 per tonne as well. So, we've kind of seen that creep low in commodity prices, US dollar pushing higher. So, I mean, I think the, the, the big talk that we have had today, though, is that, you know, the, the markets are positioned so bearishly going into this and then you know we've got 18 percent uh, chance of a 100 basis point uh hike that you know really just on positioning alone if they go 75 that 18 percent comes out you start to see that move back out of the dollar back into stocks and whatever we could have a little bit of a um you know a flurry there of, of risk on 
um, perhaps after the event. Obviously, you don't want to preempt too much. It depends on what the dot plots say, statement of economic projections and what have you. Um, but uh, we're, we're sort of primed for a little bit of a pop here, one of those ones where the headline writers will be saying, you know, markets, uh, you know, Markets are rallying on on relief of um, from from dovish Fed, and you know the language hasn't changed at all. But um, I'll be fortunate enough to be a uh, to be up nice and early tomorrow morning trying to catch a flight. So I'll be able to watch the whole thing going into the airport. I think. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's always uh, you know one for the ages to go and see Jay Powell in, uh, in full flight. But uh, of course, the last couple of times he's gone and spoken, uh, the markets have gone and latched onto anything that's uh, you know, uh, deemed to be not hawkish enough and, uh, and and gone away with it. I wonder with this occasion, it might be third time lucky for a uh, old Jay Powell. And uh, where they can really go and reinforce the point that uh, no, when the time comes to start slowing down the pace of rate hikes, that does not imply that uh, there's some kind of policy pivot underway. I think that's what I know. The I uh, know a few people have been trying to go and sell as being an idea that I know it's really a bullish thing. Well, yeah, uh, not really. That's that's my opinion on that one. Uh, look, uh, that's coming off like the big news story, of course, when it comes to I know the, the event risk over the next uh, 24 hours. Of course, we still have Bank of England tomorrow night. We have Bank of Japan tomorrow as well. Uh, no, we've got the uh, Swiss National Bank. So the central banks are uh, up bat. And, uh, of course, the Riks Bank last night uh, dished out a, a cool 100 basis point uh, hike just to go and uh, make everyone feel a bit nervous. A lot of the price action today as well, I reckon, was probably behind that decision. It really caught a few people off guard. Yeah, I uh, only was really picking it up through uh, the last half of today as um, folks are talking about it. But, you know, there is always that talk of, oh, is this going to be a little bit of a signal as to what the Fed might pull out of the hat? Uh, tomorrow morning, which I mean, I find that a little bit spurious, but um, again, it kind of shows that to, to get your message across in these markets, you need sort of shock and awe tactics. And as a bit of an aside, a really interesting article, I think it was in the Wall Street Journal the other day, um, just speaking about the revision of Powell's speech um, two or three days before Jackson Hole, where he scrapped what was a more a longer and more balanced, I guess you could say, um, speech for the you know eight minute you know. Uh, uh, head, a sledgehammer that he that he um, came with to, to Jackson Hole instead. Um, and I just guess it goes to show that you just need the most clear, simple, brutal, uh, and blunt uh, uh, signals from central banks to really to, to to get the markets to to react. Because if there's a sliver of hope of a pivot um, or or some kind of you know um, tampering down of uh, of uh, uh, policy expectations or whatever, um, that the markets will latch onto it and it makes their central bankers job all the all the more difficult. Yeah, it's uh, looking across the other uh, market map here. The uh, equities uh, vicinity centres and a bond proxy of sorts, and obviously closely tied to the performance of uh, consumer spending. Uh, it was the uh, amongst the worst performance today. It was off four point nine percent. So you mentioned as well, iron ore miners uh, in the firing line. Champion Iron it was off four point eight percent. Fortescue down four and a half percent. Lots of glowing reviews about it. So uh, no clean and green uh, push to go and become net carbon zero emission uh, by twenty thirty. But of course, that's scope one and two emissions. But a few people have gone and pointed out it does create some earnings risk around its dividends. So maybe a little bit of weakness coming through there. Link administration shareholders, my goodness, uh, they must be thinking they walked under a, 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 a ladder a with ladder. Washington Black Cat or something at this point. Yeah, up because, stepping uh, on a mirror. At this point in time, yeah, <laughs> down another 4% or so. This time uh, copying a fine from a, a UK regulator. So that's, uh, yeah, they are amongst uh, some of the worst performers today. I'll tell you one uh, stock that managed to go and buck the trend was Viva Energy. And, uh, you know, have you been to any of those convenience stores, the Coles Express stores that you come, come across when you're driving around, Carl? Uh, mate, I do most of my shopping at those, like, Metro Express ones and all of that. So, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big, well, big go, consumer. Mate. 
before before you know, you'll be uh, you know, going giving your dough to Aviva Energy because they are going to acquire those outlets. So we thought today would be a, a decent enough day to go and get a view as to whether or not Viva Energy is worth a buy in these markets. So we sat down uh, with a couple of experts to go and get the views. Here they are. Shares have reacted fairly well to the to the announcement today. We've got a buy on Viva Energy. We think it's a it's a good business. They've benefited very strongly from the the increase in the fuel price over the last 12 months. So their, their last result was double. Uh, so obviously getting very good margins on, on fuel now. Uh, look, I, I agree. I think uh, I think David sort of covered the high points, certainly the risk being transferred away from Coles to, to Beaver. Uh, Coles making a couple of dollars on the transaction as well. So it's a good outcome there. I was just looking at the financials before. Beaver now trading on a P of six and forecast earnings per share growth of around 22% next year. So it certainly satisfies that peg ratio where you're trying to buy a company whose PE is less than its earnings per share growth. So it's certainly doing that well. It's around a five or 6% forecast dividend for next year. David quite rightly points out margins are looking great. All right, so that was uh, Andrew Vinland from DP Wealth Advisory and David Lane from Audmanet, uh, both giving double buy. So Two after consideration in the portfolio. So yeah. Keep the investment uh, committee on their toes. Maybe a bit of energy into the uh, the portfolio mix. Uh, we'll mix, see yeah. at the at the start of the new month. Uh, look, uh, also had some great chats on the program as always today. I had a really good one in the other small caps. Look, it's good from Investors Mutual. Um, three underappreciated data-driven darlings. You might want to go and call it out there at the moment. So, I know almost like legacy players in the Australian marketplace across a variety of different sectors. And he says that the market's really overlooking that you know the data set that they have access to, and how that can be used. Uh, and gave a couple of pretty good examples, I've got to say. So that's well worth your while. Uh, look, what? How about your conversations this afternoon, Kyle? Uh, anything really stand out? Yeah, I had a few good ones. James Willing came in and uh, discussed how to get exposure through ETFs uh, to the bond market and just sort of what uh, cues you might look for potentially for to to to, to do that. Um, also, some really great uh, chats with uh, Diana Messina as well, just to preview um, the FOMC, BOJ, and Bank of England. Michael Hewson as well had a, a bit of a view there as uh, on on those three central bank meetings too. And then uh, Mark Gardner wrapped up the day with three cells right now. Um, so certainly dig into that one because uh, a few stocks that he thinks it's just time to trim some profits, looking a little bit rich at uh, current valuations. Yeah, look, uh, a lot of people were probably following his advice and, uh, and trimming away today, certainly going now what we saw in the market map. So yeah, today we ended up closing down around about 1.6%, uh, lowest close since uh, the middle of July. So we are starting to get up there a little bit at the moment when it comes to you know, the, the depth of this market uh, pullback. But uh, you know, by the time we go and uh, wake up on, uh, on Friday morning, ready to go and uh, finish off the week, was good saying that on a Wednesday. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, have a better idea whether it's uh, no, a good idea to go and continue selling or maybe go and buy a dip. But uh, that will be determined, you'd imagine, by what happens tomorrow morning. So what do you reckon, mate? Let's go and uh, no, end this uh, false Friday. And uh, yeah, I'll see you on Friday. Yeah, see you, mate. Have a good one. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. 
That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.